Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother, and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello, hello. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Unlock Your Wellbeing with me. I am pumped to be here today. Uh, The topic is something that is very timely um, because I'm sitting here in my office recording this for you on a January day, and I think it's like 14 degrees Fahrenheit outside. I was actually just um, taking my dog out before I sat down to record this, and um, the cool, fresh air just definitely woke me right up and prepared me to sit down and share some of my favorite winter wellness tips with you guys today to really help you get through uh, the second half of winter, which by the time this podcast is released, um, it will be about halfway through winter. So for those of you who are living in um, uh, a climate with four seasons, I am making this specifically you. In fact, to prepare for this um, podcast today, I remembered that many years ago, um, actually in 2015, I recorded a one of my like very first YouTube videos, uh, and it was my winter wellness tips. So to prepare for this episode, I rewatched myself. Okay, so if you want to <laughs> see your own personal growth. You know, just record yourself teaching something and then watch it, you know, seven years later. But it was, I was kind of chuckling throughout it because everything I was saying, I still say today. (laughs) Pretty much the same thing. I, there's a few, you know, uh, updates um, and things that I share that build upon um, what I spoke about many years ago, but it, uh, it was pretty comforting to... Um, see me talk about that. And one thing that I stressed in that video that I still very much believe today that I really want to stress is that I just get so frustrated sometimes when I hear people complain and hate on winter. And the reason for this is because, you guys, winter is a fourth of your life, sometimes longer, of every year right? So if you live in a four-season climate, one season, which is a pretty long season sometimes, is winter. And that's a lot of your life that you're hating on and trying to, you know, just throw away or wish it away or be really unhappy in, um, in the day. And so I made a decision a long time ago that I was not going to live like that and that I was going to embrace every part of life, including winter. And I was always going to look for the beauty in it. And I spoke about that on that YouTube video. And I stand by that still today. I love winter. I love what it represents. I love the uh, magic behind it. I love the stillness that it forces us to have. I love the beauty of it. I love how it makes summer so much sweeter. I just love so much about it. And so In this episode, I'm going to share with you 
a bunch of tips that can really help you embrace this season um, from, you know, nutrition to supplementation to uh, getting outside to improving your mindset and your happiness and like an actual um, process that you can use to really embrace this time of year. So hang on tight as we uh, dive right in. So before we begin with my actual tips for you, I want to read this quote about winter because it really um, is the essence of what I'm speaking about today, okay? So this is by Edith Sitwell. Winter is a time for comfort, for good food and warmth, for the touch of a friendly hand, and for a talk beside the fire. It is the time for home. I love that and fully embrace it. Um, because one thing that I think that winter teaches us that may be a big reason why winter gets a really bad rap is because it actually forces you to slow down. It forces you to stay in. It forces you to get quiet, to tune uh, inward. It forces you to accept, right? And to have more alone time, have more solo time. This isn't as much of a social time of year. And um, I think that this can make people who base a lot of their um, self-worth on being productive, quote unquote, and like constantly doing things and constantly seeing things and constantly always, you know, full schedule from the minute they wake up from the minute they go to sleep, feel really uncomfortable that um, they don't know what to do with themselves when it's time to slow down and go within, right? Which is exactly what winter is here to teach us about ourselves. There's a reason that nature goes through these seasons, okay? There is a time and a place for the go, 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 and the doing, and the running, and the, you know, the exploring, and the just being outside all the time, like in the summer, seeing people socializing, like, right? It's summertime. Um, but then there's also a time and it's very necessary. We can't run at that, that pace, that kind of energy all the time. You got to slow down sometimes, just like winter and the beauty of nature shows us. Nature knows. Nature always knows. So where are some things that we can do to help us embrace the season a little bit more? Okay. Now, I understand that um, some of us, I think it's about, yep, I'm looking at my notes right here, um, 20, 20 to 35% of people um, struggle with mild to severe uh, forms of seasonal affective disorder, which is also known as SAD. Um, and so totally get that some of us feel, you know, a really big toll that winter can provide or offer or make you feel. Um, and so some of these tips are going to um, really help you feel a lot better by boosting your serotonin levels so that you can feel happier, right? There's a lot of easy ways that um, in your habits and in your lifestyle that you can make these like little subtle changes. So let's start with your food and your nutritional intake. So 
One thing that we really want to make sure you're doing in the winter time, especially when you are in areas where it's mostly dark throughout those like, you know, four or five months, usually four, sometimes five months, is to supplement with vitamin D. And this is because your mood and your hormones rely on vitamin D to function optimally. Now, you, typically, you're not spending a lot of time outside in the winter, so your exposure to sun um, is pretty much non-existent unless, you know, you live um, somewhere south where you get to wear a bikini year-round. So you want to make sure that you're supplementing with and adding an actual supplementation of vitamin D during this time of year. And make sure that you're getting a really good quality Vitamin D, um, I have been taking a vitamin D3 supplement that has K2 in with it. Um, and the reason for the K2 is it helps to absorb the vitamin D better into your system. Um, so, and one thing my um, holistic doctor told me when I moved back to the Midwest was that most people in this area are very uh, deficient in vitamin D this time of year, and that can um, be a problem, right? So, making sure that you're doing that with supplementation. The other thing that you can do with your actual food intake is to eat more foods that have um, vitamin D within it, right? So I'm talking a lots of egg yolks and some wild caught fish, etc., etc. Um, along the lines of food, it's really important, you guys, that you still are eating seasonally, even in the winter. Um, if you are just tuning in for the first time, I encourage you to go listen to the first um, episode of the season where I talked about the importance of um, seasonal eating in terms of your nutrition. And it's the easiest thing you can do to increase your nutritional levels. Um, but the other thing that's really important to eat seasonally is, I was just reading about this the other day, which is like fascinating to me, is that your your gut can pick up on the foods that you're eating and and uh, align itself and know what season it's in and then prepare your body at a higher level to be able to be more in tune with the season and therefore increase your overall health and well-being, right? So if in the winter you are eating foods that are like salads that were brought in from the south right and you're eating watermelons that were flown in from different islands and tons of bananas and so much fresh food then the uh, gut is thinking that okay it's spring right and it's going to try to um do what it needs to to align with the season but you're confusing it and um, you're actually going to increase your gut health when you're eating seasonal foods. So what are seasonal foods um, in the winter? Lots of root veggies, lots of um, animal protein, okay? Lots of fat, um, and soups and warm foods, right? Like roasted things. There is uh, a reason why we tend to be like really drawn to those types of foods in this time of year. It's because nature knows our body is naturally in tune with the seasons and it works optimally 
when we work with it, right? Like we don't need to go against nature. So work with that. There's a reason that our ancestors ate um, more of the foods that they can themselves and more of the veggies that they stored in the root cellar downstairs, right? Um, and eating lots of bone broths and soups and more fats. And then naturally what happens in the spring is wow, I'm really craving these salads. I'm just really craving all of these um, beautiful herbs that I've been growing in my garden and you just naturally eat lighter. Again, there's a reason for it, right? So make sure you're focusing on uh, eating lots of healthy fats, um, lots of your root veggies. So these are like carrots and beets and sweet potatoes and regular potatoes. Just make sure that they're organic, especially your regular potatoes, because all of the nutrients are actually in the skin of the potatoes. And, and potatoes are like one of the worst foods to get non-organic because it's in the ground or they grow in the ground and the soil is just filled with um, things that you do not want to be eating, okay? Um, so that's why I make sure that they're certified organic and always keep the skin on the potatoes and you will have a nutrient-dense meal. The other thing I highly recommend that you do, and I've been doing this for the last few years, is every week make a big pot of soup with some homemade bone broth that you made. So this is how I do this. I promise you it's so much simpler than um, it sounds. Stick with me. So every week I make an organic chicken um, for my family, okay? I buy it preferably locally, even better, okay? But if I can't get it locally, then I'll get an organic chicken at my natural food store. Um, so I'll put the whole chicken in the Instant Pot cook it for about 29 minutes with a little bit of either water or if I have some leftover bone broth, I'll put it in with that and it's perfect. Then we eat the chicken, you know, shred it, whatever, throw the bones back into the Instant Pot, the carcass, everything goes back in, fill it back up with filtered water um, and add just a little bit of uh, apple cider vinegar, just like a a dash, maybe a tablespoon or so. And the reason you add apple cider vinegar is that is the um, tool that really helps to draw out all of the nutrients from the bones, such as the collagen, okay? Collagen, very important. Um, put the Instant Pot back on high pressure uh, for two hours. Um, sometimes, like my Instant Pot has the soup um, like setting. So I'll put it on the soup setting for two hours, let it go, and you're good to go. Now you have your bone broth, strain out everything that you put in it, um, you know, all the carcass, strain everything out, put it in some big mason jars, hold those off in the fridge, and then use that bone broth to make a soup. Now what I'll typically do is the next day I'll have um, a bunch of the leftover chicken that we didn't eat straight from after I cooked it, and I will use that to make some kind of soup. I'll just toss in some, you know, root veggies that I have and a bunch of spices, maybe some beans, um, some canned tomatoes that I got from either someone who canned them locally or I can them, or if I can't find that, then I'll get that from the store um, and make a soup with that, okay? Bone broth is so healing, so, so, so healthy for you and really, really powerful to get, especially in the winter, to boost your immune system, um, especially your gut health. 
because I don't know if you know this, but 80% of your, um, your immune system is uh, built upon your gut health, right? So the healthier your gut, the healthier you are overall. Okay. Also, if you don't have an Instant Pot, you can um, put the carcass in a slow cooker. Do the exact same thing that I said. Fill it with fil filtered water, any other, you know, veggie scraps that you have. I didn't mention that before, but I'll, I'll hold on to all my veggie scraps and throw them in a bag and keep them in the freezer throughout the week. And then when I make the bone broth, I'll just toss all of the, um, the uh, veggie scraps in with it. Anyway, if you have the slow cooker... Same thing, a dash of apple cider vinegar, but you want to keep it on low for about 12 hours. So when I used to do it primarily in the slow cooker before I had my Instant Pot, I would put it in um, and let it do its thing overnight. So when I woke up in the morning, the bone broth was ready for me then, okay? So I can't wait to hear how many of you start to incorporate <laughs> the weekly chicken and bone broth, then soup routine in the winter. It's amazing. Okay, so what do I have next for you? Next, oh, sleep. Let's talk about sleep. Now, I find it so interesting um, that a big tip I see a lot when it comes to, you know, winter coming around is sometimes I will see people say, continue to get up, you know, at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., and stay to your exact routine, and don't let the, the weather affect you, and don't let, you know, the days shorter affect you, and it's like, mm, I couldn't disagree more, and I think our ancestors would agree with me as well, because it actually was not uncommon for our ancestors to sleep, you know, 12, 14 hours a night, um, during the winter months because the sun was down. And what's the reason for this is we have, you know, our natural rhythm that um, our circadian rhythm is with the sun. And so naturally you want to stay up later and you have more energy in the summer when the sun's up till nine, sometimes 10 at night, you know, at the, at the height of, um, of the sunlight. But in winter, it's okay to sleep more. In fact, your body might be naturally craving it. And so allow yourself to consider sleeping maybe a little bit longer than you normally do throughout the other you know, times of the year. Um, just make sure that when you get up in the morning, one of the best things you can do to set your circadian rhythm is to get some morning sunlight on your bare skin. Not, you know, you don't want to have anything covered up on your skin. Um, including sunscreen. Go outside even for, uh, you know, a minute or two and just if the sun is out, getting some of that on your skin, it's going to really set your circadian rhythm so that this is a natural flow and you're not going to have to try to force anything. Um, I'm not about forcing. Um, I'm about working with the season and I think that's a really important part of it. So amp up your sleep routine at this time of year. One thing that I'd love to do to make a really beautiful, deep night of sleep. You know, I used to be able to do this all the time before I had my baby. Um, and I'll get back to this, you know, once we're through the really young years here. 
everything is temporary, that's okay. But if you have the time and you're able to do this, I encourage you to take a detox salt bath um, before you go to sleep, like an hour or two before you go to bed. It's really healing um, for the body, adding a big cup of um, unscented, make sure they're unscented, Epsom salts, and soak in a really hot bath and have a couple candles in there. Dive deep into your book because this is naturally the time of year that, you know, we're reading more. So make sure you embrace that. Um, and just let your whole body just warm up and soak up all that good magnesium from the Epsom salts. Um, your body will be warm. You can chill out and drink some tea on the couch afterwards and um, then prepare yourself for going in to sleep for the night with your humidifier running in your room to help with your skin throughout the night. It's like the best thing ever, right? So just really lean into a beautiful um, routine of sleeping more, not being afraid to go to bed a little bit earlier, waking up you know, closer to the sun or getting outside uh, as soon as you can in the morning and getting that sunlight on you so that you will have an easier time falling asleep that night and staying asleep throughout the night too. Okay, my top winter movement tips for you, okay? Okay, the thing about moving in the winter is you still wanna move, right? You still want to make sure you're exercising and you're moving. It's really important for your immune system to be doing that, right? Um, your heart health, your lung health, your your entire cardiovascular system, like it's really important that we continue to move. However, I think it's a mistake if we do the same workout routine throughout the entire year for the same reason that I just explained about um, your sleep, right? And your food. Every season, you are kind of shifting your lifestyle and your habits just a little bit to match the season that you're in. That's the biggest takeaway that I want you to, um, you know, leave from today. And your movement, your exercise is the exact same thing. So one thing that I love to do in the winter with movement is taking hot yoga classes. Now, I personally have not been able to go to an actual studio with a hot yoga class um, for quite a while now, you know, due to the pandemic or and whatnot. And now I live quite a ways away from one. So what I do is I set up my yoga mat in uh, a corner right here in my office and I get my space heater going into the room and making it as warm as I can um, so that when I get on my mat and move, it's just, it feels so good and it's really, really um, a beautiful movement to do in the, in the uh, winter. The other thing you want to focus on is making your workout shorter but more efficient, okay? Again, naturally in the spring, you just want to move more. I don't know if you feel this way. Um, I definitely do. You just like, oh, wow, I just want to go for a run. I just want to be outside. I just want to move. I want to go to these workout classes and, you know, um, be more active. Like you naturally feel that way in spring, but in the winter, it kind of, um, it is not as natural to want to do that. And so what you want to do is focus on shorter, but more efficient workouts. Um, so I'm talking like 15, 20 minute weights, weightlifting sessions. Like I love doing, um, a workout with my uh, my kettlebell and just bust it out short quick done right um, you can also do some hit workouts 
and you can even go for a hike outside and take your workouts outside. Now, this is kind of going into um, my next tip for you. They overlap with each other, uh, which is making your workouts outside. And yes, yeah, still doing that in the winter, I think is really important and powerful because when you do a couple of these in, in uh, the same time, you're hitting, you know, two birds with one stone. So um, yes, still go outside, still go outside. Now you're not going to be able to be outside as long as you would like to as other times of year. Um, but being outside can really in, increase your, um, your happiness levels right? Because you're like, oh, right. It's still, I'm still able to go outside. I'm not able to be outside as long as I want to, but be just being outside will uplift your mood and your energy, uh, like full stop on its own. And so doing that kind of reminds you of like this fresh air and like you get to just be out there. And there's so many cool things that you can do, um, in the winter outside and still moving your body. So these are things like, going snowshoeing, going for uh, a short hike, um, going skiing, going snowboarding, and going sledding, right? All those things are actually also moving your body um, and getting you out into nature and getting you that fresh air that's really important in the winter because the, um, the inside air tends to be a lot more uh, polluted and toxic than outside. So getting outside as often as you can, even for short bursts here or there, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, me going outside for <laughs> five minutes um, is is uh, helpful, right? So all these little times that you go outside really add up, add up a lot. Now, that brings me to my next point, which is making sure that you are still detoxifying your home by opening up your windows in the winter. I think a lot of us don't tend to do this because it's cold, um, but it's really important to open some windows, like even for just a minute, a few minutes at a time uh, every few days so that you can get a big wind of um, fresh air coming in. It's going to clean everything out. I saw this really cool tip the other day that I um, had started doing and I'm going to tell you it too. <laughs> okay, so what you can do is start at one window in your home, open the window, go to the next window, open that window, and go to every single window in the house until they're all open. Then go back to that first window that you had opened, close the window, go to the next one, close that window, you know, and then go until you close all the windows. And so that time, that amount of time that it takes you to open all of them and then go back and close them all, that's like the perfect amount of opening it, no matter how cold it is, letting that fresh air in and getting like that boost of um, clean, fresh air inside the home. I'm like actually really obsessed with it, especially since I have a gas stove. Um, I really like to make sure that I crack open the window, um, you know, when we have that running because I cook quite a bit. And we have a real fireplace, which we have fires going almost every single night in the house. And so opening that window up every little bit during the fire as well um, is super important. Now, why do I have a fire going almost every night in the house? This is bringing me to one of my next points, which is a really, really cool um, lifestyle of uh, creating feeling of coziness and happiness during these dark 
times of the of the year. And you may have heard of it before, but over in um, Scandinavia, specifically um, uh, the Danish culture, they engage in something called the huga lifestyle. Okay, so the Danish concept of huga is basically finding comfort, pleasure, and warmth in simple, soothing things, such as a cozy atmosphere or food, um, tea, uh, low lights, low ca and candles, dim lights, fires, um, you know, books, cozy socks, big warm scarves that you wear inside the house, uh, reading books. I think I just said that. Um, anyway, the, the concept is that you are creating this atmosphere of coziness and it's, um, something that is really just part of their culture that they, um, they don't necessarily like go out of their way to do it. They just like live it. I just watched recently a video of, um, the uh, the man who wrote the book on, it's called The Little Book of Huga. I'm going to have the link to this in the show notes for you. Uh, but he has a video on YouTube where someone interviewed him and asked him, you know, all about Huga. And they said, you know, explain more to us about how this is part of your lifestyle. And he said, well, I can't say that it's something additional that we do. It's just kind of who we are, kind of like how um, freedom is to Americans, like that's just who they are and who they feel that they are at the end of the day. Um, Huga is what is to the Danish, right? And so that kind of helped me understand um, what that means in terms of lifestyle. But it's really, really powerful to practice Huga um, to improve your levels of happiness throughout the winter and really just embrace this time of year, like I've been saying. This time of year is a time to slow down and get super cozy and wear really comfy, cozy clothes. And, you know, as soon as the sun goes down, we stop work maybe a little bit earlier in the winter, or you dive really deep into a creative project and you get to work like it feels like you're working late into the night, but really you just get to work on your creativity or whatever, you know, passion project, um, you know, as the sun is, is down and, you know, those first few hours of darkness in the night, and having like a big pot of soup going and the lights are dimmed and low throughout the house and you have your candles going and your beautiful scents and um, a big cup of warm herbal tea with uh, after you finish eating your delicious meal and you just cozy it up with you and one or two other people. I think they say that the perfect amount of people to who go with is three total. Um, so anyway, if you're interested in learning about that concept and the lifestyle of really just creating coziness with intention, um, by cherishing all of the little things, highly encourage you to, um, look into that a little bit more. So Huga is spelled H-Y-G-G-E and, um, it's just, it's so fun. I love it so much. And I've said a couple of times, but the one or two things that you can do, to bring more hookah into your daily life is to embrace the darkness. And so at night, instead of having and turning on all of your house lights and making everything super bright with these like, you know, fluorescent, harsh lighting, embrace the darkness and only have a few lights on in the house, very low, and then have candles going in other areas. 
Um, so like when I'm cooking late at night, I do not like having the big lights on. I like cooking by candlelight. And I still have a couple of like tea lights up on above my um, above my cupboards. I have that on. I have one little light over the sink, and I like to keep it low lit, right? Because that's that's the coziness. That's that's an example of the um, little things of cherishing like the beauty of the darkness and having a little bit of light uh, behind it. And then of course, always having our fire going at night that provides a really beautiful element as well. Um, and then having a cup of tea and reading a little book at night are some things that you can do to cherish. And that doesn't have to take a long time. Um, so some of my favorite uh, herbal teas that I love drinking this time of year are rooibos um, and uh, chamomile. Um, yes, rooibos and chamomile tea. Kind of on a kick with both of those right now. In the past, I had been obsessed with um, peppermint tea at the end of the night. But um, I am still uh, breastfeeding, and so peppermint can actually lower your um, your milk production. So I kind of stay away from drinking like a ton of it all the time. But if you're not breastfeeding, peppermint tea is another really beautiful one. Just try to make sure that you get it your teas organic, and if you can, um, get loose leaf teas because unfortunately, there's a really big problem going on with our the microplastics throughout the world and they're finding that every single tea bag has a lot of microplastics in it. And so very sad that that's what's happening is it's everywhere, including our organic tea bags. But um, one thing that I've been doing to kind of get around that is I just buy a big bag of loose leaf tea and I will make a pot of tea with that loose leaf tea so I can get around not, um, you know, steeping my water in one of the bags that has all the microplastics. But if you can't get around that, try not to, you know, fret about it. Don't add any extra sugar to your tea if you can um, help it. Some local organic honey, if you do any, is really great because that's, you know, local and it's gonna boost a good part of your immune system with that. Um, but at the very least, just make sure your tea is organic. Okay, what is the other thing that I wanted to say here? I think that, oh, right. The last thing I wanted to say is um, thinking about the way you think about winter. Just reflect on it. Are you the type of person who complains about it and can't wait for it to be over and said, oh, here we are with winter again? Um, I dislike it, maybe a different choice of words, right? Um, and instead, how can you allow yourself to um, self-reflect and be grateful for what it for what it is? How can you fully embrace it? And what kind of thoughts can you start thinking that will allow you to do that? Um, and again, one of my biggest tips is to make the decision, right? Uh, when you're starting to create new belief systems, and start to genuinely believe something new, it starts by thinking a new thought. Now, the first time you think that new thought, that doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden going to deeply have, you know, this new belief system, but it is going to plant this seed that you can turn into a new belief system the more that you water that seed, the more you kind of, you know, nurture it. And so this is a season of self-nurturing. How can you nurture yourself even more during this slow time? How can you embrace being and loving at home 
um, and living the cozy life knowing that it's going to end, right? And everything that ends has a beauty in the middle of it. So just embrace what it is here for you. Um, embrace all parts that nature has to offer you. And I promise you that you will start to really appreciate and love what winter is here to show you um, about yourself and about life in general. So I would love to hear from you guys um, what your biggest tip and takeaway was from today. You can connect with me over on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Instagram. You can sign up for my book launch list on my email um, list over on my website, alishaleadum.com. You can just email me. I would love to hear from you and let you know what your biggest takeaway was from today. And something really exciting that we're going to be um, launching uh, as a segment of this podcast is I'm going to be opening up a Q&A session at the end of each podcast, and it's going to be called Ask Alicia. And so if you have a question that you would like to ask me, you can head to my website, alishaleadum.com, and there will be a, uh, a place that you can submit your question. Or if you would just like to email alicia at alishaleadum.com and ask a question, hopefully we can answer that for you in an upcoming episode. So thank you guys so much for being here. Um, cannot wait to share more with you and continue on this journey of our first season of the podcast together as we work towards um, our book, The Six Gold Keys to Wellbeing, that will be out in spring of 2022. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll see you soon. Bye.